Welcome to Abide's Kids Bedtime Stories. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's story is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Head over to lifeaudio.com now. Remember, you can have full access to all our meditations commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off. All right, it's time to settle into bed and drift off to sleep with this bedtime story. Well, 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 welcome to my fireside. It's so good to have you here, especially at the close of the day. I'm, I'm looking out and seeing the sunset over yonder, which means it's near time for me to get some shut-eye. Uh, my name is, is Samuel Merriweather Bondu, but, but my friends just call me Cowboy Sam. Why do they call me Cowboy Sam? Well, first of all, I'm a cowboy. That's my job. I, I drive cattle from ranch to ranch and sometimes from ranch to market. I sit atop my horse, a, a dappled Appaloosa named Fugitive, and I steer the steers along the countryside. Now, I know this is the 21st century, and, and some fellas do things different now. Some use jeeps and, and even helicopters to move them. They're critters. I guess you could call me old school. <laughs> Besides, I love what I do. Yep, I'm a cowboy. And why do they call me Sam? Because that's my name. Cowboy Sam. <laughs> well, what more do you need to know about me than what my name tells you? Now, there is something else I want everybody to know about me. Whether we meet for just a minute or, or we've been friends for years and years. I love Jesus. And I want all I say and do to honor him. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. And I I hope you ain't neither. I won't try to tell you any fibs. I I ain't a perfect person. Uh, Sometimes I say and do things that are unkind. Uh, I don't try to hurt people's feelings, but, uh, well, sometimes I am less gracious than I should be. Uh, my, my mood takes over, and, and I say something that's it's better left unsaid. Now, you, you might be thinking right now, well, so what? I do that sometimes, too. <laughs> it's true. We, we all make mistakes, and well, we don't always treat people the way God would have us treat them. If you give me a moment, I'll tell you what I think we should do when that happens. But but first, I I want you to get comfortable. I know it's late. Maybe it's time to to sleep. So if you happen to fall asleep while I'm 
jawing away, uh, that's A-OK. Uh, why don't you get your, your pillow all set? Get your blankets all situated about you. Or if you're already warm, set them aside nearby. Now close your eyes and, and just, just listen to yourself as you breathe. Take a long breath in. Now let it out. Do that a couple of more times. In and out. Once more. In and out. Oh, that's good. Now, 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 just relax. Set aside the cares of the day and now let's talk to God, okay? I'm going to say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your many gifts. I thank you for this opportunity to spend some time with my friend here. I know that they could have done so many other things, spent time with other folks, or, or just gone to sleep. But, but I thank you for leading them over to my little campfire. They, they are a, a blessing to me. I thank you for your word, the Bible, and, and the story that I will be telling my buddy here. I pray that it'll help them the way it has helped me. Mostly, I'm thankful for your your son, Jesus Christ, and uh, because of what he's done, I can be forgiven. I thank you for that. Now give us a good night of sleep, Heavenly Father. Prepare our hearts and body and, and mind for the day we have ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> now, I told you I would tell you what to do when, when you treated other people badly. Well, obviously, you, you need to make good on that. You need to, you need to ask them for forgiveness. Uh, that means telling them that you're sorry for what you've done. That what you done was wrong, that you won't do it again, you, you know, like that. Now, I know that sounds hard, and it, and it can be, but there's something that's sometimes even even harder, and that's forgiving people when they do something to you. Jesus had a lot to say about forgiveness in the Bible. When, when he was walking on this here earth, he showed a whole lot of people forgiveness in real ways. Given examples of what to do and, and how we was to treat other people, he forgave them and he healed them from all kinds of afflictions. Jesus also had a, a, a lot of parables that had talked about forgiveness. So, so you, you get the impression 
that it was a real important subject to him. I, I suppose if you think about it, you could say that the, the reason God sent Jesus was for our forgiveness. Now, I say that pretty easily, but it's a really big deal. You and me can be forgiven by God because Jesus paid the price for our sin. I think that's the greatest thing ever. We we all know what it's like when somebody hurts us. But do we all know what it feels like to forgive someone? I sure hope so. Because it's a good feeling. And, and we should be forgiving people all the time. The Bible says we should forgive because we have been forgiven. When, when we ask God for forgiveness, well, he forgives us. He doesn't make us jump through hoops or do things to make up for it. If we really mean it, God forgives us. He does it because he loves us. So, so now, what does that mean when someone hurts us or does us wrong? Well, it means we should forgive them. There's, there's a parable about this very thing that Jesus told. It, it, it was about a, a king who wanted to settle all matters with his servants. Now, there was one fellow who owed him 10,000 talents. A talent was an a, amount of money, a whole bunch of money. I, I heard some people say it, it was as much as a, a million dollars for each one. I've heard it was the amount of money for a whole year's worth of work. Now, I, I, I can't say for sure, only that it was a lot of money. I don't know why this servant owed 10,000 talents to the king either. All I know is this fella owed more than he could ever repay. If he lived to be 200, he couldn't repay the king. Anyway, the king gives orders to sell the man's wife and children, his house and all he owed to pay his debt. Imagine that. You owe so much that they want to take your whole family and sell them. Whew. I can only guess how that fella felt. It's, it's the same way I'd feel. I wouldn't want my wife and kids sold because of, of what I owe. So the fella begged the king to not take them all away from him. Well, what do you think that king did? He took pity on the servant. He sold his sincerity and love for his family, and, and he decided that he didn't want to take the family away. The servant told the king that, that he would pay him back if the king were patient. Well, that king knew this fellow could never pay him back all he owed him, but, but he, was, he was moved with compassion. And he forgave the servant all he owed him. I imagine that. He forgave him everything 
And the servant? Well, he kept his home and his family. Now, now that is a great example of forgiveness, right? And you, you have to reckon that the servant was pretty happy about that turn of events. So wouldn't you expect he would have the same kind of compassion for, for other fellas in his position? Well, <laughs> you might think that, but you'd be wrong. Jesus said that the servant who had been, been forgiven a debt he could never repay turned around and went to somebody who owed him a pretty small debt and demanded that he pay up. In fact, Jesus said that he grabbed the fellow by the neck and, and, and shook him up some. Well, well, well this fellow didn't have the money either and, and said he couldn't pay, just like the king's servant. But it didn't matter. The king's servant, the one who had been forgiven a huge debt, had no compassion. And the guy who owed him a tiny amount tossed in the clink. That's another word for prison. Until he could pay back the small debt. Well, now, that's not very forgiving. Kind of sad, in fact, to think that after a fella is forgiven a big old debt, that he wouldn't forgive a guy who owed him a tiny bit makes you wonder. So, what do you think happened to that there servant? Well, I'll tell you. Word got out about what he'd done to the other guy that he had tossed in the slammer. In fact, it got back to the king who had forgiven him that huge debt. And partner, the king was pretty upset about it. He called his servant in and said, Didn't I forgive you a big old debt because you couldn't pay it? And you didn't want me to take your family and sell your stuff? So why did you have that there other fella tossed in prison till he could pay what he owed you? You should have had compassion on him like I did for you. Well, what can you say to that? The king was right. The servant had been shown forgiveness, so he should have turned around and done the same thing. And because he didn't, the king knew he needed to treat the servant harshly. In fact, he had him thrown in prison. Turned him over to the jailers, Jesus said. Ah, pretty serious. Well, do, do you get the idea that forgiveness is pretty important? In fact, Jesus starts his parable by saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king. Well, that means God will treat us like that king with the unforgiven servant. If we act like that unforgiven servant, Proverbs 17, verse 9, it says, uh, says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it, separates close friends. We should be ready to forgive because it brings people together. And not forgiving drives them apart. 
Jesus told what may be the most beautiful story of forgiveness ever. We call it the story of the prodigal son. Uh, you might already know it. It says uh, a man has two sons who live and work with him. Now the younger wants to take the inheritance he would get when his daddy died and lied out to enjoy life. Uh, his father decides to give the boy what he would normally only leave him in his will and, and to just let him go. So the younger son goes and blows the whole chunk of money on foolish living. And then, when he had no money, he loses all his friends and, and, and can't even find a place to live. He, he winds up living with pigs, which I can assure you is not very pleasant. They're messy, and the, the smell is, is awful. Anyway, this kiddo realizes that he was better off at his daddy's home. In fact, he remembers that his daddy's servants lived better than he was living right now. So the boy heads home, hoping that his Paul take him back. You know what he found when he got home? His Paul was waiting for him. He was looking out the window, waiting for the day when he'd see his younger son coming home. The way Jesus told the story, he said, uh, he said, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and, and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. The, the son begged his daddy for forgiveness. And what do you think his Paul did? The guy whose kid had treated him so disrespectfully was now begging him for forgiveness. Like it said, he had compassion. This is what Jesus said happened. Said, but the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and, and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. You see, the, the father didn't hold his son's bad behavior against him. He'd come back, admitted he was wrong, and asked his Paul to forgive him. And his Paul was so happy to have him back. He forgave him right off the bat. I like to think that's the way God forgives us when we come to Him. He's waiting for us. And when He sees us, He's ready to meet us. Oh, I love that. Remember that there verse from Proverbs 17? 
Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. How great is it to know that God forgives us our sins when we ask Him? Even the people who were abusing Him and causing Him harm, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. Well, now, if Jesus can forgive them and God can forgive us, we ought to be forgiving others as well. Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 27, He said, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Imagine that. Doing good to them that hate you. Ah, that ain't easy. But it's what God tells us to do. So, 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 so keep all of that in mind when you hurt somebody or upset them. Ask for forgiveness. And, and, and if someone hurts or upsets you, be ready to forgive them. If you think about that, most of us will not go through the things that the folks in these parables went through. But, but every day we're in situations where we can be willing to forgive others. We might also find ourselves in situations where, where we need people to, to forgive us. Now, we don't need to be afraid to, to ask forgiveness of people. It's actually a blessing to forgive. And we don't want to take that away from someone. All right. I'm going to pray now, and uh, I'm going to quit jawing so you can get some shut-eye. Heavenly Father, you are a great God who has done some amazing things. Well, one of my favorite things is that you've forgiven me. I ain't perfect, not by a long shot, but, but you've forgiven me. And, and taking away the penalty for my sins but because of what Jesus has done. Thank you for that. And thank you for my buddy here. I pray you will bless him with a good night of sleep and, and get him ready for a great day ahead. I pray that you will bless him in many, many ways. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Well, good night, my friend. Sleep well now. And, and remember, friend, you are always welcome at my fireside. <laughs>